What's up, Zach Oates here, author, entrepreneur, and customer relationship guru. Welcome to Give an Ovation, growth strategies for restaurants and retailers, where we find industry leaders to share their secrets to grow your business. This podcast is sponsored by Ovation, the actionable guest feedback tool that works on or off premise and is easy, real time, and actually drives revenue. Learn more at OvationUp.com. Welcome to another edition of Give and Ovation. I am so excited today. We have the founders of the Sharma Sensation Shelby's joining us today. Now, they started out of a food truck and now they've got 12 locations and they are blowing up on TikTok, 1.3 million followers. They're crushing it on Ovation in just three of their locations. They're getting 1,700 surveys a month. I mean, just killing it. These guys are Sharma slinging, TikTok singing, smile bringing, Yasser Ali and Yazan El Shalabi. Thank you so much for joining us on Give an Ovation, guys. Thank you, man. Thank so you for having us. So first of all, talk to me about how did you how did you start Shelby's? Um, and for those who aren't familiar with the Sharmas, there is an R in there. Uh, I, I lived in Ukraine for two years and pretty much lived off of street Sharmas. And uh, it was just love the food, love what you're doing. How'd you start this? Why'd you start it? Yep. So um, when back in 2014, um, I was looking to get into the business. And uh, at that time, uh, my mom was uh, really known, uh, you know, uh, in, in the community that she used to make really good shawarmas. And um, when people when she would invite people to our house, they would always ask her, Hey, I'm expecting you to make shawarmas for us. And, you know, uh, people were really, uh, raving about how she stuck to the traditional ingredients. She didn't uh, really try to, uh, you know, subway style the shawarma, like how, how it was introduced in this country. No, no and, fried chicken uh, and ketchup shawarmas, no, nothing no, like that. No, huh? no ketchup, no <laughs> mustard, none of that. So, so really, like people, like you know, all all uh, our our neighbors, our uh, you know, our friends used to really love it. And you know, once I graduated, I'm like, I want to do something, and um, I just didn't want to work uh, in the construction field because I graduated from construction and management. I wanted to start my own business. I was like, uh, you know what? Let's give it a shot on the shawarma. I think uh, uh, the shawarma has been introduced uh, the wrong way in uh, in. North America, and uh, you know, I wanna, I wanna fix this issue. <laughs> so uh, I found a food trailer for sale um, in 2014 in like a small town uh, just outside London. Uh, so yeah, the the mission at the beginning was uh, basically to make a living and basically reeducate people of what authentic and traditional shawarma should taste like. And uh, when we started in 2014, the food trailer. Uh, you know, we had a lot of support. Lots of people used to drive all the way, you know, up to half an hour, 45 minutes uh, away. And they would love it and come back and talk to people. And at that time, social media was uh, was still at the beginning. It wasn't like how, how it is right now. So people used to post about us and then their friends would read it and they would come and try it and they would you know, really like it. And we had, you know, at one point where we were serving 150, 200 customers in like seven hours window at a food trailer. 
and it was about to hit uh, winter time at that time. I was like, you know, I think there's a potential to move from a food trailer now to a brick and mortar. So yeah. in uh, February 2015, uh, we opened our first uh, brick and mortar location in downtown London. And, and by the uh, way, for those for those listening, we're talking London, Canada. I bet yeah. you didn't even know there was a London, Canada, yeah, yeah, but yeah. indeed there yeah. is. And there are people who live there. So yeah. <laughs> actual population is almost right now at like 700,000. It's a big city right now. When I came to this oh town, like we were like 300,000, like back in 2010. It's growing. Like well, they're crazy. all coming for Sharmas. <laughs> yes, they're moving for Shelby's. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so so we started, uh, we opened our brick and mortar uh, we had even, uh, you know, a bigger, uh, you know, s- support than the trailer. Uh, people were loving it. And then, um, you know, we, I got, uh, sorry, oh yeah, at that time, I remember that year, uh, London allowed food trucks for the first time. So we invested in a food truck to market our product and it was a really successful move. And uh, yeah, that's that's how we started, uh, you know, until our first location at a food truck. And you guys not only have nailed the ingredients of the sharmas, but you have nailed the ingredients of TikTok. Talk to us <laughs> about that. How did you get started with TikTok? What inspired that? And how how much work is it taking? Because your TikToks are fire, man. They're they're hilarious. They're energetic. They're they're great. Tell us, talk to us about that. Um, so we've always, like Yezen was saying, um, we we got on the social media game back when like it wasn't really that popular uh at least for businesses uh, facebook didn't let you do ads back then or instagram so we were kind of new to uh the industry like nobody's seen shawarma being popular uh being promoted like this and also i'd like to say we were in a game that was kind of uh, old fashioned so when we came out and our goal was just to strictly educate people and I would always I'd be communicating to people with my voice like this and just showing them what we could do and also telling people that shawarma doesn't they've been eating shawarma wrong their whole lives. Shawarma doesn't only belong on, you know, in a in bread or uh, on rice, you know, we can do it on several different things like the shawarma poutine or we have it on Doritos. So oh, many different variations of how we can make shawarma, you know. I don't I'll get into our menu later, but uh We've been making content for, I'd say, almost eight years now. And fast forward, I guess, during COVID and TikTok just came out. Um, we had uh, one of our friends, shout out to Falafel Kimchi, who was on, uh, he, he's a, on, on, I'd say, a TikTok creator. And uh, he was telling us, yo, you guys got to get on this app. You know, it's, it's booming. It's getting lots of views. So we tried it out and then with TikTok, you got to have fun with it. And I didn't want to join TikTok to dance or, you know, show my booty and stuff like that. <laughs> I was like, how can we get in here? Right. And do be unique. So I just thought of let's let's do skits. We always wanted to do like an office version of uh, of our restaurant, you know? <laughs> yeah. So uh, I guess I would be the Michael Scott and it was like, okay, we could kind of take that to TikTok. And we started with our little character here, Shawarma Man, who's grown into become a a Shawarma ambassador and a Shawarma sensation. A Shawarma shaman, almost, you might say. Shawarma shaman, you know, so we took that and we ran with it and our food's delicious. So 
operations is a big thing. Uh, we didn't want to overhype ourselves and like have people come in and be like, oh, they're just marketing. So the operations and the marketing goes hand in hand. So when uh, my job is just to bring the people in and then Yezin's job and the operations team is how do we keep the people and keep them coming back, right? So from our branding, marketing, the operations, all the whole team, it all goes together to create this like beautiful brand. And our goal is to make uh, legendary shawarma. Every community deserves legendary shawarma. So I guess that's the brief story of how we started and where we are now. Well, come on down to Utah, man. We need some good shawarmas down here. So we're waiting for it. We're hungry for it. Now, we hope. <laughs> now, talk to us about one of the things that a lot of restaurateurs say is, hey, look, Zach, I get that this whole social media thing is cute, but like, is it actually driving sales? Like, is it actually helping? You got 1.3 million followers on TikTok. Is that bringing people in? What, what would you say to skeptics? I'll tell you this is um, not even not even five percent of our budget goes towards paid advertisement. Everything we do for the last eight years has been strictly organic. Wow. So, like, I can't really measure that. But then when I talk to Yezin and he says, "Yo, we're growing by hundred percent, two hundred percent," it's got to be for something. And then now, when we're signed up with Ovation, we have these surveys where you can ask people. We were also doing that before the last two years through Google, but we we're actually getting real data where people saying, oh, I found out from you from TikTok. I found out from you from YouTube. I found out you from Instagram. But also all our franchisees are telling me like, hey, man, I when I joined this company, I thought maybe 10% of the people would know you. But like it's over 60% are saying, yo, we're shawarma men. I want to meet shawarma men. So <laughs> it, it's definitely out there. And our franchisees know it's working. I can't measure it in, in terms of like, okay, how much money is it bringing in? But we do know that it's expanding the business. It's growing the business and people are coming in. You know, do you guys know Gary Vaynerchuk? Do you follow him at all? Gary V? Yes. Yes. I, I heard <laughs> him speak years ago. This is like probably 14 years ago. I, a uh, small group of people and Gary V was chatting with us. And one of the things he, he told the story about his marketing manager saying, what is the ROI of a like? What is the, this is on, back in the Facebook days, right? What is the ROI of a like? And he was getting so sick of this. He turned to her and goes, what's the ROI of your mom? Like, <laughs> how, how do you measure, how do you measure something that's bringing that much publicity and, and that much, you know, it's, it's the secret sauce, right? And how much are people enjoying the, the food? How much are people enjoying the secret sauce? It's like, I don't know, but you can't, you know, you can't have the one without the other, right? Like, yeah. And so I think that's a great, um, great point is that you can't always measure exactly how it's helping. Now you can survey people. You can say, how did you hear about us? And that can help inform what direction you're heading, but you guys are obviously doing something right. And I'd, I'd love to hear like, how has Ovation helped you so far? Has it been something that's, um, yeah. Well, I mean, what, what has it done for you? Go ahead, Jason. So, um, again, it's been about six months since we started using Ovation. It's been uh, really great. What we love about it is uh, the way you guys built the system where um, it makes it easy for the franchisee to contact the customer directly and try to recover him uh, through text messaging uh, or sending him a digital coupon where before we used to have to call him 
and, you know, um, went him back through maybe, uh, I can't remember, but there's more than one way they used to say, hey, uh, next time you visit, just mention uh, manager Khaled, his, you know, for a free drink because we, we screwed up or something. So it was like more like, a, you know, uh, a traditional way of uh, basically recovering a customer versus right now. It's, uh, you know, it's really um, easy and professional. That's how I would, I would, I would put it in two words. And, and you're oh sorry go ahead yes sir no i said and organized yep right and so you're saying that even shelby's occasionally messes things up no come on oh. not the shot of a man you guys are messing things up right everyone's everyone's <laughs> perfect at this point fortunately i can't be in all places at once you know and <laughs> we're not perfect and you know at the end of the day we're human beings but at the but we do our best to make it up and we've always been customer centric like from the beginning I'd always make sure that customers, like when we were working in the restaurant, that a customer didn't leave with a frown on their face. I always wanted to make sure that they were happy with their experience and they didn't leave dissatisfied. So now that we're like growing the corporation and we have many locations, we can't be there serving the customers by ourselves, right? We can do our best to train the staff and to make sure that these are the guidelines Shelby's wants to uphold. But at the end of the day, people make mistakes, but we do want to make it up. And we're always built to be customer centric because word of mouth is one of the biggest marketing tools, right? So if we can solve issues right away, 90% of the time, we can probably have the customers coming back and they'll give us the benefit of the doubt and they'll understand, okay, these guys are trying to do a good job. This was just like an off day for them pretty much. Yeah. Love it, man. Well, what do you, speaking of the guest experience, what do you think is one of the most important aspects of guest experience nowadays? Communication is key. So <laughs> you obviously like you have to have the quality of the food has to be there 100%, but things happen, delays happen. A customer, if you just like me as a customer, if the chef or the waitress came and told me, Hey, sir, unfortunately there's like we're a bit busy. It's going to be 35 minute wait time. I'm terribly sorry. And I'd understand if uh, you don't want to stay, but sometimes if you just communicate that to me, I'd be like, Oh, it's okay. I'll just do some work in my car while I wait for my order or whatever. But if I'm there just waiting and there's no communication or nothing, then I'm just going to think yeah. this place doesn't care about me. They just here for the money. And I don't like this experience because I don't know what's going on, you know? So communication is a big thing. And then obviously you got to have the cleanliness, you got to have the good quality and that Shelby's, we want to give you the experience. So when you come to Shelby's, you're going to see that like from the branding, the walls, everything around it has like its own um, significance. So for the customer ordering a, a sandwich, we're going to make the bread fresh right in front of them. So we take out the dough ball, we put it in the press, we cook it over our Saj Dome, which is kind of like an upside down walk. They see the bread bubbling. After that, we top the wrap freshly made in front of them. We toast it over the fire and on the press. And it comes in a nice leak proof sleeve that has all this branding on it. So, and while you're waiting, you know, there's funny things on the wall. We have a receipt that has, um, <laughs> what do you call it? Our, uh, Waiver, like, no ketchup waiver or something. It's a waiver on the receipt. So it's like 
it's a very it's it's funny it's about not putting ketchup on your shawarma and you're signing your life away <laughs> too and you know you could take a picture with the shawarma man wall to kind of uh and take a selfie with him and uh share it on your social media to win a prize so there's all these things that go into it and then when you get your food and you take that first bite you're going to be like damn that was worth the wait this is delicious okay it's not hype it's not just hype you know so we yeah. we're looking at all the points that we can capture and we never want to have one negative point in there love that i think i think that just said so well because at the end of the day there's going to be there's going to be mistakes just by virtue of we've got humans in our in our supply chain of delivering food like it has to yeah. touch hands so it's about what are the other things that we can eliminate or mitigate and then how do we put the right tools in the hands of our team so that way they can fix things when it goes wrong because it will go wrong, right? And so it's not about pretending like it won't, but like you said, let's face it head on. Let's give the guests a, an opportunity to connect and then let's improve based on that feedback. And that's something you guys have obviously nailed and done a great job doing. So speaking of the operational aspect of things uh, or the marketing aspect, any, any successful tactics that you want to share, things that are going well for you guys right now? You know what? When we when we uh, when we decided that we want to expand this brand and uh, you know we want to bring uh, legendary sh- uh, legendary show to every community, uh, you know we started thinking, okay, so we're gonna look at our product, see how challenging it is to scale because there's a lot of you know steps from preparation to serving to holding to storing. Uh, how can we make this process as uh, easy that we can replicate and be consistent because that's the key to success is being consistent in the franchise business. And uh, because of this, uh, we started designing our operation where uh, how can we uh, make it so easy? So it's all about the process, not the people. And we started looking at, uh, you know, um, you know, um, companies that are leaders in this industry. And we started seeing what they've done before and started learning, um, you know, how can we uh, adapt some of their, let's say, operational, uh, operational, let's say, uh, techniques into our uh, new operation and uh, make it easier for our staff and uh, also um, improve, let's say, the vibe. Uh, when I say this, for example, is people these days, they love seeing the food being made in front of them. They don't want to see a closed kitchen. Yeah. Uh, you know, they want to feel like they're eating from a safe, healthy environment. So we were like, how can we, you know, build an operation where things can go fast, product can be consistent, and uh, place is clean and customer enjoying the show. And uh, we've done it pretty well. Uh, you know, we get a lot of comments. And one of them actually came today is, uh, did the shawarma man work for McDonald's? <laughs> because that's how people are comparing us. They're comparing to the, you know, the, the Middle Eastern McDonald's. And, uh, you know, this has really been paying off uh, when we expand to new markets. The feedback has been great. People really think that we're not just like a 15 
location uh, chain. They think we're like the worldwide. They think that we started in London, England, actually speaking of oh, you know, awesome. London. So, so, you know, it, it's been great. We, we put a lot of hard work, a lot of thoughts into our operation. Actually, not only operation, it, when, you know, when we started this business and decided that we want to grow it, we're like, let's be different than competition. Think about the bo- outside the box and uh, always have one thing in our mind is quality. Don't, you know, sacrifice yeah. quality because you just want to expand and make more money. That's not our goal. Our goal is to bring, you know, legendary shawarma uh, to every community and actually uh, live up to that. Not only just, you know, just... Uh, by words no no actually when people try it they're like oh that's you know the best commercialized shawarma i ever had for example right i can't be really competing with small mom pop like these guys are you know uh, in their store uh 20 hours a day and if they don't show up that day they're gonna get bad reviews because that chef is not there right for me i had to you know scale this where how can i you know get a tim horton worker and still deliver the same quality as other stores Right. And that's how we the the operation, and it's been successful. And we're still learning, we're still improving. Um, you know, these days there's different challenges. Like we we you know, there's a lot of labor shortages that we were suffering with during COVID. It's recovering right now, but we're still not seeing you know um, really quality workers. Uh, you know, there's a lot of challenges with the banking system. There's a lot of challenges in the. Um, food supply, uh, you know, everything, all the industries. But, you know, we're still plugging our way, uh, trying to grow, uh, you know, uh, during a very tough time. And uh, I think, uh, you know, uh, if we if we made it through COVID and, uh, you know, we were successful, I think we will uh, go through this uh, tough times and be that, uh, you know, legendary uh, shawarma chain across the world. Love it, man. Love the vision. Love what you're doing. And uh, who's someone that we should be following? Who's someone that we should, that deserves an ovation? Sorry, repeat that. Who, who is someone that, that deserves an ovation? Who's someone that we should be following on social uh, media? I think, I think uh, really the customers that are going to really, uh, you know, see the benefit is a younger generation uh, who understands that these days, you have to be driven by numbers, okay? You can't be just guessing, you know, oh, is this, did this guy like it? No, I will go to this area because there's a lot of families. It doesn't work like that. You have to look at your data. You have to start, uh, you know, um, jumping on services that can help you gather more data to take better actions for your business. And from day one, we were all about data. And when uh, we found about Ovation, we're like, that's going to really help us with a lot of aspects. And um, again, back to your question, I would, uh, you know, I would encourage every young business owner that believes in technology that uh, Ovation is going to make your life easier and it's going to make you recover more customers because every customer costs you, sorry, every customer is worth uh, $1,000 a year. If you you can't recover him, you just lost $1,000. If you can uh, recover him, there's a chance that you gain that $1,000 back with Ovation. It will be easier to... to, uh, to recover, it's not the only way. Uh, but again, I go back to it's being easier to communicate with customer, and also uh, the fact that uh, when when you know when you start a conversation with the um, 
with a customer, you can see, uh, let's say, past history of chat, like, you know, your chat with the customer. And this shows you if this chat, if this customer is just like another guy who's just trying to get free food versus like a first timer. So there's a lot of data that will help you determine if, you know, should I recover this customer or I have already recovered him three times is looking for free food, um, you know. Uh, you you got uh, let's say we've we we have our uh, Revel uh, system integrated with uh, with with uh, Ovation where every time somebody orders online they get an automatic text message just follow up survey so there's there's a lot I you know I I encourage all young business owners to think about and uh, you know jump on this opportunity. Love it. Well, hey, th- thanks for that commercial, man. Yeah, no <laughs> problem. It. I'm not. I'm not faking it. You know, I, I, I've been always thinking of how can we find, uh, you know, um, you know, a, a third party that can help us recover our customers uh, without uh, doing it traditional way. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, Ovation answered it basically. Awesome. Well, hey, let's. We could find Shell Canada on TikTok. What other social media forms find John? Find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook, and Twitter. All Shelby's Canada? All Shelby's Canada. Awesome. Well, check them out for showing us your TikTok moves other than dancing. Today's ovation goes to you guys. Thank you so much for joining us on Given Ovation. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you Thank you for having us back. Glad you're with us today, and thank you. Thank you to the risk takers, the troublemakers, the crazies who are keeping this world clothed and fed. You're the ones who deserve an ovation. Again, this podcast was sponsored by Ovation. To see how we can help you grow your business, go to OvationUp.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, remember to give someone in your life an ovation today.